Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, Stories to Fall Asleep to, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Today's episode is on Aries, which symbol is the ram. And to be honest, I actually looked up the ram first, thinking it was the Chinese zodiac, but that's actually the goat. Um, So some of these animals kind of get really similar. (laughs) The ram for the Chinese zodiac said that they were energetic, adventurous, dynamic, and impulsive, which I think aligns really well to the horoscope um, Aries ram as well. Those having been born between March 20th to April 20th are creative and very imaginative, and they're very kind and sympathetic. Aries natives are very punctual and keep everything well planned. They love being sorted when it comes to planning. With everything that makes them great, their faithfulness and honesty is what makes their personality remarkable. I don't know if you guys are Jenna Marbles fans, but her fiance, Julian Solomita, is an Aries and she's a Virgo. And so a part of their shtick was how he was so impulsive. And I just think that's really funny that this description that I found doesn't really match. <laughs> As I said, I'm not really a proponent. I don't really practice, study, or fully believe in horoscopes and that sort of thing. I just wanted to theme my episodes around something to come up with ideas for what to find the stories and fables on. So I just wanted to put that out there. Just kind of thought it was funny. Um, It'd be interesting to know if people really do see this. But, you know, I don't know that necessarily being impulsive means you don't plan things well or, or are punctual. I think that's more spontaneity. So perhaps it does actually still kind of align. These are just their positive traits. We are sticking with Dwarag Peck for another fact. The rate of mental health disorders doubles for those who have been to war or lived through a major disaster. I think that this is really is no surprise, um, but it's something that we don't really pay attention to in our society, at least from what I've seen, my experience. I know specifically American veterans are just expected to go back to civilian life as if nothing has happened. And I imagine that is very difficult to do, similar to leaving prison. You know, that is very impactful in one's life, I would think, that you are so regimented and then suddenly you're given freedom without given the tools on remembering how to use that. Um, so a lot of aspects, I think, can be kind of reevaluated and improved upon, I think, to help with mental health um, across the board. I've been reading Unfuck Your Brain, and um, it does speak that, you know, everything is pretty much the result of some sort of trauma, and to a lesser extent, you know, bad habits, that sort of thing. It all kind of affects the brain in a similar way, and um, it's been a very interesting read, and it is very helpful to know what's going on in your brain, and uh, I think people need to, to study up on that to really help even others in their community, even if you do not personally suffer. And before we begin, let's start with a brief mindfulness exercise. Close your eyes and take a posture that is relaxed, taking care to keep your back and neck in alignment. 
As you get situated, really notice your body, feeling the weight of your body on the chair, the bed, the floor, or wherever you may be in this moment. Notice the position of your feet and any sensations you can feel with them. Locate your legs and the blunt pressure on whatever seat you are on. Feel any sensations in your arms and make sure your shoulders are soft. Where are your hands resting? What are they feeling? Acknowledge any tension that you feel in your muscles and allow your body to express itself, being present in the moment. Just be aware of the tension or whatever may be happening in your body. Simply note the communication with a simple thought of, I hear you, that's how it is right now. Bring your focus to your breath, but don't alter it in any way. Just feel your body's natural rhythm as you inhale and exhale. Feel the oxygen enter your lungs, that slight hitch between inhale and exhale, and the sensation of the air exiting your lungs with another micro-moment between breaths. Let's extend our awareness to our mind. What thoughts or feelings or perceptions are present right now? Again, we are just noting these thoughts and feelings in this moment. Don't try to push or shut down any sense of discomfort or unpleasant feelings, but don't dwell on them either. Simply validate them with a simple acknowledgement, such as, that's okay, that's how it is right now. Keeping the connection you have with your body, reach your hands above your head, stretching your arms. Tense up the muscles as you breathe in and hold them in place for just a moment. And now, as you release the breath, relax your muscles and place your arms back to where they were resting comfortably before. Let's repeat this once more. Raising your hands above your head, tense your muscles in your arms and shoulders as you breathe in and hold the position as you hold your breath for just a short count of four. Then release your breath as you release your muscles and rest your arms back to where they were. Now focus back to your breathing and notice how you can relax by taking slow, deep breaths in and releasing your breath slowly out. Breathe in, hold your breath, and breathe out slowly. Breathe in and out. Keep breathing deeply, gently, and slowly. Now, notice your whole body as being present. Be aware of every part at once, as best you can, as you continue to softly and deeply breathe in and out. If you are preparing yourself for bed, continue to breathe in and out, and just listen to my voice, but do not follow. If you need to ready yourself to get back to your day, then let us now widen our spatial awareness by using our other senses. What sounds do you hear in the room other than my voice? Are there any smells you can recognize? Feel the item on which you are resting with all of your body and imagine it in your mind. 
try to picture it as accurately as you can without opening your eyes just yet. And now, take a deep breath in on an inhale of four. Hold your breath for a count of four. And on an audible sigh, release your breath as you open your eyes and fully come back. And now, here's the story. The Goat and the Ram, a Russian folktale, translated by Neville Forbes in 1914. Once upon a time, there lived a man and his wife, and they had a goat and a ram. And one day, the man said to his wife, Look here, let's get rid of the ram and the goat. Why, they only keep eating our corn, and they don't help to feed us at all. So he told them, Be off, goat and ram, and don't dare to show yourselves at my gate ever again. So the goat and the ram made themselves a bag and went off. And they went on and on, when suddenly they saw a wolf's head lying in the middle of the field. And they picked up the head and put it in their bag and went on again. And they went on and on, when suddenly they saw a fire burning, and they said, Let's go and spend the night there, lest the wolves should eat us. But when they got there, lo and behold, it was the wolves themselves who were cooking their porridge. And so they said, Good evening, young fellows, and good appetite to you. And the wolves answered, Good evening, Mr. Goat and Mr. Ram. We're just boiling our porridge. Come and have some, and then we'll eat you both up. At this, the goat took fright, while as for the ram, his legs had been shaking with fear for some time. Then the goat began to think, and he thought and thought, and at last he said, Come now, Mr. Ram, let's have a look at the wolf's head you've got in your sack. And the ram took out the wolf's head, when the goat said, No, not that one. Let's have the other bigger one. And again the ram gave him the same head, but he said, No, not that one either. Let's have the largest of all. And the wolves looked and thought the ram had a whole sack full of wolves' heads. And each one of them said to himself, Well, these are nice guests to have. I'd better hop off. And the first one said aloud to the others, I like your company, all right, brothers, but somehow the porridge doesn't seem to be boiling very well. I'll just run and fetch some sticks to throw on the fire. And as he went off, he thought to himself, You and your company be bothered, and never came back. Then the second wolf kept thinking how he could get away, and he said, it seems very funny. Our brother went to fetch the wood, but he hasn't brought the wood, and he hasn't come back himself. I'll just go and help him. So off he went to, and never came back. And the third wolf was left sitting there, and at last he said, I must really go and hurry them up. What are they dawdling all this time for? And as soon as he was gone, he set off running, and never so much as looked back. And at that, the ram and the goat were delighted. They ate up all the porridge, and then ran away themselves. Meanwhile, the wolves had all three met, and they said, Look here, why were we three frightened of the goat and the ram? They're no stronger than we, after all. Let's go and do them in. But when they came back to the fire, there was not so much as a trace of them left. Then the wolves set off in pursuit, and at last they saw them, where they had climbed up a tree, the goat on the upper, and the ram on the lower branch. So the eldest wolf laid down under the tree and began to show his teeth, looking at them and waiting for them to climb down. And the ram, who was trembling all over from fright, suddenly fell down right on top of the wolf. And at the same minute, the goat shouted out from up above, There, that's the one! Get me the largest of all! And the wolf was terrified, because he thought the ram had jumped down after him. And you should just have seen him run. And the other two followed after. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story. 